Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the 4040 Vision podcast, the ultimate sports history pod where hindsight is 4040. We're so excited to jump into today's episode, but before we do, here's a quick word from one of our sponsors. What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of 4040 Shorts from the 4040 Vision podcast. Today's episode is a clip from episode one of our long form format where we covered the top five what-if moments in Golden State Warriors history. This particular what-if is related to the 1998 draft day trade of Vince Carter for Antoine Jameson. The Warriors had originally drafted Vince Carter and then traded him for his college teammate Antoine Jameson, who played on the Warriors for a few years before being traded to Dallas and making his name with the Washington Wizards. This What If covers in depth the cultural impact that Vince Carter could have had on the Warriors in the same way that he had a huge cultural impact with the Toronto Raptors and is really credited with the spread of basketball in Canada as one of the top sports in that country. We also cover some of the on-court What Ifs where the Warriors could have built If not a contender, then at least an exciting team for fans in the Bay Area to watch instead of suffering for five, six, seven years until the We Believe teams captured the hearts of Warriors fans in the Bay Area and the rest of the country. Hope you guys enjoy this one. Let us know what you think. Next up for me is, uh, so the number five on my list, I don't think you had this one on yours. Um, was an interesting draft decision um, in 1999. Um, So this was the uh, draft where the Warriors chose to select, uh, well, they didn't select him, but they um, ended up selecting Vince Carter and immediately traded him for um, his North Carolina teammate, um, Antoine Jameson, who was selected by the Toronto Raptors. Um, So this was an, an interesting turning point moment for me I don't, I don't know how much of an impact it makes on the team, on the court. Um, I mean, Antoine Jameson was, you know, a, a good enough player. Um, he ended up having a, a pretty long career in the NBA. He was around the league for, I think, 16 years. He's in the 20,000-point club. So he's, he was a good player. Um, but you could kind of say – but he wasn't necessarily a winning player. And you could say the same about Vince Carter, who um, – went through kind of a, a interesting transition late in his career where he went from, I don't want to say a, a lovable loser, but that's kind of the, the tag that was attached to him. He was a, a, you know, a good player. He was a great showman, uh, but he didn't win anywhere. He went and he had some attitude concerns or some, some motivation concerns, so to speak. Um, but he transformed his career at the end. He came, became that lovable old guy that stuck around and people kind of forgot the, the weird moments of him, you know, being late or, you know, going to his graduation day of a playoff game and, and some weird things like that. But what's interesting is what I think this does is similar to the way Vince Carter put the Raptors on the map. I think he would have done the same for the Warriors because instead of, you know, him doing the famous, you know, it's over after the dunk contest in a Raptors jersey. He's doing that in a Warriors jersey. And what does that do for the the cachet of the team, the profile? You know, he was a a, a superstar for a period of time, 
So that's, you know, I, I wonder what, what does that do to the team and, and how does that impact, you know, the, their, um, you know, ability to build a contender in that early 2000s? Yeah, there's a, there's a few what ifs that tie to this, right? Like Vince Carter was super popular um, and may have attracted maybe a little more talent. I think as a brand, obviously, he was super popular, super exciting, a lot of uh, key dunk moments, right? Um, especially for Team USA. But I think that, uh, I think you'd have to pair this with a couple maybe of our other what ifs in here to make this uh, even more spicy, right? Like if they still have Chris Weber, uh, maybe this is like really appealing, uh, having Vince Carter on the team, uh, maybe not having some of those bad contracts uh, that made this uh, more difficult long-term to sustain. It's, I feel like this would have been mismanaged. That's kind of what might've been the most likely scenario. Like Antoine Jameson was traded away anyway to Washington, right? Yeah, so they, they probably, or he's traded to Dallas and then he Dallas. ended up, I mean, I think he's most known for being uh, a wizard. Coincidentally, on uh, the Gilbert Arenas teams, you know, uh, that were were spicy in the playoffs. They didn't really win anything, but they were competitive. Uh, so you wonder, you know, if they have Chris Weber, they're probably not picking third overall, uh, you know, in this draft. Uh, so or fourth overall, I should say. Um, but they could still have gotten Gilbert Arenas, who was a second round pick, and Elvis. You know, you pair. Vince Carter with Gilbert Arenas. Maybe you have a little Jason Kidd, Vince Carter, you Mark know, Jackson. New Jersey. yeah, New Jersey Nets type, uh, you know, really exciting team to watch versus, you know, the kind of crap that we were, were spoon fed in the early 2000s. Uh, so I think that that's my, my thing is I don't, they're not winning a championship with those two guys, but I think it does make a, an on-court difference and an off-court difference in the stature of, of the franchise and like the cultural cachet, like, so to speak. I think if you base, if, if things fall the right way, even with a little bit of incompetence, that Sacramento LA finals shifts about an hour and a half uh, the other way. And it's in the Bay area and it's the warriors against the Lakers instead of the Kings against the Lakers. I think that's the best case scenario if you're if things fall into place, you get Mark Jackson in the second round. You get Agent Zero. You get Vince Carter. This is this is exciting homerism right here. This is where you get <laughs> super beefed up and explore the best case scenarios. And then the Lakers and the Spurs break your heart anyway in the, in the 2000s. But this is it, baby. Yeah, nobody's winning a title, you know, with Vince Carter, Gilbert Arenas. But you have a good enough team where it's exciting where, you know, someone like Jameson isn't asking out after five years because he hasn't had a winning season, you know, since he got drafted. So it's, yeah, that, that's the big thing for me is, is that that's the fun thing to think about and kind of the sad thing to think about of, you know, how cool, I mean, Vince Carter was just a very cool player. You know, he, like I said, he wasn't a, a winner, but he was a lot of fun to have on your team. And that, that would have been very cool to see. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I couldn't agree more. As you could tell from the clip that we pulled from that episode, I think we may have focused a little bit too much on the off-the-court uh, impact that Vince Carter would have had, but it's also really hard to overstate how cool of a player that he was. I think there was only two years where people would have considered him a top 10 or top 15 player in the NBA, and 
He was named All-NBA second team in 2000 and All-NBA third team in 2001. But for most of his career, he was at least a above average to even great player in the NBA. He was an all-star eight times, though I think one of those may have been one of those lifetime achievement all-stars at the end of his career. But at the very least, you knew that you were getting a dynamic scorer and one of the most athletic players we've seen in the history of the league. The impact that I think he would have had, which I think we covered a little bit in the podcast or in the clip that was shared, really would have been off the court. We saw the impact that Jason Richardson had as a incredible dunk artist and a slam dunk champion with the reputation of the Warriors, with the uh, cultural reputation of the Warriors. And I think he would have had a similar, if not even greater impact if Vince Carter was on the Warriors instead of the Raptors. To this day, we still see a lot of folks wearing that throwback, you know, purple Barney dinosaur uh, jersey with the Raptor on the front, the cartoon Raptor on the front, and Vince Carter on the back. And I think we would see just as many folks with that cheesy Warriors logo in orange and that thunder uh, type font or lightning type font with Carter on the back. And he would have really just raised the profile of the team which was kind of an afterthought in the NBA for a long time. They really were, and as we talked about in some of the other clips on this, uh, this the longer podcast, it was really hard to imagine the Warriors, the one of the biggest brands in the world, one of the biggest brands in the NBA, being an afterthought. Despite playing in the San Francisco Bay Area, one of the biggest media markets in the country, they really just were an NBA afterthought for a long, long time. It was where careers would go to die. It was a place where the fans were always there and the fans always cared. cared, And they had some of the biggest diehard fans in the league. But it was an organization that was known more for failure than anything else. Maybe 40 years prior, people talked about Wilt Chamberlain and Rick Barry and winning championships and things like that. And even in the early 90s, people talked about Chris Webber and Run TMC and all that. But for a solid 10 to 15 year stretch, it was a team that was known for nothing more than losing, being a little corny with their mascot, and just not having any great players or any players really worthy of note until that We Believe season. So it's unfortunate that this happened the way it did, but perhaps we wouldn't have gotten the We Believe teams and we wouldn't have the Warriors as we know them today if Vince Carter was there. But it's still something that's a lot of fun to think about, even if it stings a little bit. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please let us know what you think. Make sure to leave us a a review and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on all the major social media platforms at 4040 Vision Pod. Thanks, y'all. Peace out. (laughs) 